Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Give me some of that chewing as ASMR. I don't even know if that's picking it up. <laughs> Wait, actually speak, because I don't know if your mic is on or not. Yeah, my mic is on. Okay. That sounded so gross in my own ear. <laughs> like, I can hear it and I'm grossing myself out. Ew, not again. Ew. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Brian. Hey, I'm Shane. And you are listening to... Bruce man. <laughs> it is so disgusting. Can that. you hear it? No, not at all. Oh my god, I can't wait for you to hear so, it. So like we have um we record on blue yeti mics and we put headphones on this time because you know our sound quality has been good some weeks and sometimes we're like, wait, what? And just last episode I was like, this kind of sounds a little bit off, like my mic is off. Um but you can hear my voice because I'm loud as fuck. Um, but I was like, let's try putting headphones on the mic to pick it up. And now we're like so fascinated because we can hear ourselves back and it's so weird. It sounds completely different. It changed. But I'm wondering if this will pick up as much as it is in my headphones when people listen to it. I mean, probably not in a car, but maybe if they listen to headphones, it will sound. Everybody needs to listen to this episode with headphones. Yeah. Or at least plug in headphones and just listen to the beginning 10 seconds. (laughs) So you can hear that chewing because that was foul. Well, welcome back to uh, Fruit Snacks Podcast. Um, we didn't really put, <laughs> we didn't really put much thought into this episode um, because we really haven't seen each other in a long time. So we kind of are going to have this as what, a free form episode. You think it's not free form? It's kind of planned out. It, yeah, it's planned. Well, I mean, loosely, but yeah. Because I here's the thing: we're just going to get into it then. Um, the nitty gritty. Here we the go. The nitty gritty. Yeah, I have another fruit fly episode um, segment. N- segment. Thank you. Fruit fly kind of thought. I'm so sorry if I'm scatterbrained. I literally just woke up after like four hours of sleep because I just flew into New York um, overnight. Overnight. Yeah. But um, so I'm trying just trying to get my brain wrapped around it because I literally just rolled out of bed, showered, and I'm here. And Shane didn't bring me coffee, <laughs> and he was supposed to be here on time and was like. Yep, an hour late. So that's typical New York time because the subways go. suck. New York. Oh, I was like New York time. That's like New York minute, but that means no. that like it just happens quick, right? New York time meaning like I left my house and typically trains, especially during the weekdays, uh-huh. run every like three to seven minutes, at least where I live. I see. And it, I by the time I had gotten there to the time that I actually stepped on the train, it was close to twenty five. Mm-hmm. So, that sucks. And then it was like crawling between stuff. Yeah, see, this is this goes into the box of why I hate New York. Because if I was in a car and there was traffic, I could try to reroute that bitch. It'd be like on ways, because <laughs> I'd be going the wrong way. Um, so yeah, okay, let's jump into it. Yeah, so, so let's, let's jump into it. <clears throat> I know you hate timestamps, but we're getting into this episode because I really wanted to reflect on the fact that it's black history month yeah but so this is going to be appropriate because this episode will be posted in february so it applies right. yeah. yeah yeah it's still it's still going to be i timely. hate timestamps when <laughs> it's not even like the time you're like so we just got um 
St. Patty's Day, and it's like October. And I'm like, okay, we're not gonna be that behind. I know, but still. <laughs> okay, whatever. But yes, um, this kind of this is we felt inspired because it is Black History Month, and we wanted to do something to kind of commemorate that by talking about subtle racism in America. But we subtle? only bring this up because um, I had is that what you said? Subtle, subtle, yeah. Okay, well, um, I've had I had quite the incident on one of my trips mm-hmm. um, dealing with race, and I feel like it brings this into a broader topic. So I just want to bring it up and then... Yeah, we'll start with this we'll story talk and we'll about jump it. Yeah. into the category. Um, and I'm so sorry because it's going to be one of those long story shorts and I'm sure that will come out of my mouth plenty of times because I try to keep it short but then I think of details that I'm like, oh, and then this bitch and then it just goes into a whole nother story. So we'll try to keep it concise, cute, and um, relatable. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Okay, so I was working a flight um, to Kona and... Um, we get to Kona and it's Hawaii, right? Yeah, okay. Hawaii. That's like um, the Big Island. Oh, okay. yeah, because it goes um, Kona is Hawaii, I believe. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I have um, no idea. Oahu has Honolulu. I thought Hawaii was the biggest island. <laughs> well, it's all Hawaiian islands, but Hawaii is Kona. That I think that's what they consider the Big Island because it's oh. actually pretty big. Okay. And then Oahu, which everyone assumes is Hawaii because it has Honolulu on it. Mm. Then Maui. And um, Kauai, mm-hmm. but then there's like um, other little Hawaiian islands around it that and aren't as populated. Moana of Montanui comes from uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moana Montanui. Uh huh. Montanui. She comes from. Uh, I don't know. Fierce. I don't know. Um, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Let yeah. Okay. So see, this is why we can't be doing this because <laughs> now people are gonna be like, "The fuck? It's too long. It needs to be forty-five minutes." <laughs> Hey, Robert Zepeda. Uh, <laughs> that was for you, boo. Hey, but we'll try to keep it short for you because I understand what you're saying. I hear you. All right. So we were in Kona and me and my crew wanted to go out and get lunch or dinner on the beach. So we went to this place called On the Rocks or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and th- th- from the hotel to the restaurant, you have to catch a trolley or you can Uber. Mm-hmm. So on the trolley, um, other Alaska flight attendants were there from different bases. So okay. we were coming, obviously, from L.A.-based. Um, there was another one from Anchorage, some people from Portland. And then there was the San Diego crew. So one of my crew members knew that girl from a different crew was like, oh, my God, we're going to On the Rocks, too. Like, let's all just hang out. Yeah. So just to set this up visually, we're now sitting at a table and on one side is my crew at the table and I'm like at the end of the table. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side is the other side of the crew. And then this this particular lady that I'm about to bring up was sitting there with me on the end. So um, So across from you. Yes. So. I feel like because I don't drink, sometimes I get put in these situations because everyone's on the same Mm -hmm. level of like fun. And then I am not. Not saying not having fun, but not on that level. And then they feel like I'm judging them when it's not the case. But I'm also not like playing into your drunken mess because it's not fun to be like silly when you're not in that mental Mm -hmm. mind state of being drunk, you know. So this this lady next to me, this flight attendant, um, she's like being so ridiculous, like screaming for attention. Um, How old is she? She's like 45, maybe 50. Yeah. And like 
let me just give you like a uh, mindset. She's like over speaking everyone. Everyone's in their own little side conversations because there's so many of us. Not everyone can be in the conversation because right. the table was like pretty big. And um, like I'm having a side conversation with one of my crew members, like getting to know each other, whatever, blah, blah. And she keeps being like, you guys, you guys. Yeah. And it's like, Ew. okay. So we stop and we're like, yeah, what's up? And she's like, look at this photo. And we look at it and she's like, there's a dick in the clouds. Oh my God. My son took this picture about, he was like, we were outside and he saw that there was like a dick shaped cloud. And he's like, there's a dick in the cloud. Look, I took a picture. Can you believe that? Pass that around, pass that around. And that's what it was where it was like, no one was talking to her. No one was talking about that. It was so irrelevant. And it was like, no one's talking to me. This is her mindset, right? No one's talking to me. I need to like get attention. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was her like actual mindset, but it was very that where it was like, you know, you've met those people where they like, just look at me, look at me, look at me. So already I was kind of put off, mm-hmm. but not like I hate the girl or anything where I was like, okay, this is weird. You know? And I was like, right. I don't know her well enough, but I don't really like this. Like whatever. And yeah. she's like yelling. Everything is a yell, like mm-hmm. no matter what. So at this point she's already drinking. Okay. So then now this is where the story begins. So we're talking and um, she like I've mentioned before, like I'm ethnically ambiguous. So people yeah. don't really know what they can and can't say around me because they don't know mm-hmm. if they're going to offend me or not. Well, she clearly didn't care. Um, so she starts telling me this story. She's like, I was in Huntington beach and um, this guy called me a overnated, over caffeinated white bitch the other day. And someone's like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, I mean, like, that's so annoying. Like, yeah, white people like Starbucks, but that's so <laughs> racist. Like, Ew. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, why did he say that? Is Starbucks a white per- person thing? Well, I guess in her, like, I didn't think so. Everyone drinks Starbucks, <laughs> nah. but I guess, like, people think it's basic or, like, oh, right, 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 like right. white people okay. love Starbucks like or Frappuccino. latte. Exactly. Girl in Ugg boots. Yes, yeah, like, like okay. they'll be like, oh, you love vanilla latte or whatever. Right. That, I don't, I've never put that into the atmosphere, right. but uh, apparently she's gotten that before to the point where she feels like it's a racial dick. Okay. And so she's, like, saying... So we're like, wait, what happened? And she was telling us that um, she was at Huntington Beach and they were trying to find a parking spot. And mm-hmm. so she got out of the car, found a parking spot, called her friend to be like, hey, come over here. And so someone um, else got to the parking spot before her friend and was like, hey, we're going to take that. She's like, no, this is our fucking parking spot, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, so he yelled out the window, you fucking over-caffeinated white bitch. And I was like, oh, my God. She's like, well, he was some fucking ghetto-ass black guy. Oh, God. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, let's pause. And I literally stopped her in her conversation not to like call her out but i was like well if you don't like being called an over caffeinated white bitch i was like saying ghetto black guy is kind of the same context like putting like racial undertones to something that has nothing to do with the Mm -hmm. color like it could have been you know whatever the case is but you get what i'm saying like i was just like okay but i was like so if you don't like that you probably shouldn't be putting that out there either but continue with your story and she's like yeah i can't believe he said that and then that's when she explained about the the coffee and all that so i was Uh like okay whatever so strike number two to this lady because <laughs> I was like, I don't fuck with this bitch. And so then um, she keeps going on and on and on about the story. And then she moves on to another topic. And she was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was talking to them. And they were like fresh off the boat. And I was like, um, again, racially probably insensitive. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I think fresh off the boat is not really appropriate. No. <laughs> Just, I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but I don't think that that's appropriate. And she's like, well, they were. And I was like. Okay, but again, like, I don't think you come from that community to be saying that. Very rarely do I think that where people come from or what they look like has any impact on the the outcome of the story or the purpose of the story. Completely. So, like, 
I have been making a conscientious effort lately mm-hmm. to not bring that up. Uh-huh. Just because the, it doesn't serve any purpose. I agree. So, like, whether it's true or not, whether somebody's black or whether somebody comes from a different country, yeah. if it doesn't apply to the story, like, don't, exactly. don't bring that up. Exactly. Because, like, when we're on the plane we see so many different ethnicities mm-hmm. when people tell stories like oh my god this black lady da 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 when literally her race has nothing to nothing. do with it mm-hmm. you know and because they would never say oh this white lady uh-huh. you know yeah. I mean maybe they would but I, I feel do. like it doesn't happen as often <laughs> but probably because you're lady. trying to out like overcompensate <laughs> totally. you know um, but yeah I agree I try to be conscious of that too because yeah. then I feel like now you're putting that bad negative view on that ethnicity mm-hmm. when it has nothing to do with that other mm-hmm. than that person you know so this is when it starts getting real crazy so then she, mind you I have yet to really be in a conversation with this lady <laughs> like she's just like a full conversation. yeah like I'm just yeah. catching mid like half conversations yeah. or things that she's like yelling at the table like assaulting <laughs> us <laughs> with her like boisterous voice so um, so then this is when it gets real racy. So she starts talking about, I guess she lives in San Diego, and I've never heard this group of people, but she kept calling them Chaldeans. I think they're what they're Chaldeans? called. Chaldeans. Yeah, and I guess people from San Diego know this because my roommate is from San Diego, and he knew what I was talking about when I was, like, sharing the story with him. Okay. So, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Chaldean is, like, a subsect of, like, Armenian maybe where maybe. yeah google it for me as i'm explaining the story so from what i think i understand it's like uh Ar- armenian catholics okay yeah what so, are they normally i have no clue oh okay. i don't know i don't know what because i really didn't know what she was talking about but regardless chaldeans yeah oh okay I did see. you find it um i did a member of ancient people who lived in chaldea oh Okay, so maybe not Armenian at all. So I'm sorry if I am being Uh, real ignorant right now. Yeah, keep going. Okay, well, so I guess there's a group of them in um, San Diego. Not a group, but like a pocket of uh, saturated Chaldeans. And Uh she she was saying like all this privilege stuff, realistically. And I bring this up only because she kept saying like, yeah, I live in a gated community and nobody in my gated community wants Chaldeans to move in because they're so obnoxious. They're going to invite so many of their families to live with them. They're going to have house parties in the garage. Like no one will sell to a Chaldean. And I was like, what? Literally, I stopped and I was like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, like, Chaldeans are so rude. Like, they're just the most nasty, vile people. And I was like, okay, again, let's pause. I was like, yeah. you haven't met every single Chaldean in the world to say that they're all nasty and vile. And she's like, they are. I have. And I was like, no, you haven't. She's like, no, every Chaldean in my community is exactly like In her that. community where no none of them live? Exactly. Right. I was like, right. But again, two things with that. And I'm, like, literally being so patient. I wasn't yelling. I was like, two things. Well, one, I don't think that your pocket of Chaldeans represents all Chaldeans. But then also because you have a negative view on it, you're looking for things to reaffirm what you already believe. Mm -hmm. Like if you met a nice Chaldean, you wouldn't be like, you know what? I changed my mind. You already have your mindset clearly. So no matter what happens, you're going to say they're nasty people. And she's like, no, they would say that. And she's like, I used to teach for 25 years. And I was like, Uh (laughs) and I was like, you taught. And she's like, yeah, high school. And I was like, in my head, I wasn't trying to be judgmental, but I was like, okay, she should not have been teaching, you know? Or she was teaching in a school where she doesn't have to worry or, about watching her mouth. Girl, it gets there. Okay. I'm telling you, this is, like, a long story. And so she's like, no, my students would even say that. Like, she would say, she she was like, some students would be like, why do all Chaldeans own a liquor store and something, something, like something, uh, another stereotype mm-hmm. that's, like, not true. Right. 
And um, she's like, even my Chaldean students will raise a hand and be like, um, that is true. We all only work in liquor stores. And I was, and so she's like, so it is true. They would admit to it. And I was like, okay, there's a difference between them bringing up the funny stereotypes that they're right. doing or you're doing it in like a negative derogatory sense. But she was also providing a safe space for all of that to play out. Exactly. Exactly. Like as a teacher, you should want to stop the conversation there and be like, actually, yeah. let's talk about all the possibilities that you do have yes. regardless of yes. what, where you're coming from. Yes. Like, for instance, if someone were to be like, why do all black people love to play basketball and they're all ghetto and love mm-hmm. to play eat fried chicken? The teacher wouldn't just let that happen. Right. They'd be like, not all black people are like that. Everyone's very diverse. And even if a black student was like, uh, I like fried chicken, I like to play basketball, yeah. it wouldn't, they wouldn't be like, see, all black people are like that. Right. So I was like, girl, you crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, again regardless of if that's what they think or not, they could say that because they're from that community. So if they're like, whether I think it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. But I was like, that's like the black person saying the N word. Like you're not allowed to say that. Mm -hmm. But if someone from that community pokes fun at their own community or has their own little way of speaking, that's, that's okay for them because they come from that experience. You don't. So you can't state claim in that. But it's interesting how we see different minorities as being different levels of like importance. And Uh what I mean by, and importance isn't the word that I want to use, but I don't, I don't have that word right now. But what I mean by that is I was just listening to another podcast Mm -hmm. um, that is, uh, it's two gay men in the UK. And the reason I was listening is because Sam Smith was their guest episode. (laughs) Obsessed. Um, But they were talking about how there was a cartoon, um, uh, like an animated series over there. I, the way they described it, I would associate with like the Simpsons here. Okay. Um, But they were talking about how um one of them got into hot water because they're both kind of famous i think um or well known at Uh least and one of them got themselves into hot water because he was like publicly kind of like boycotting the show because they had an entire scene where they were playing into gay stereotypes but in a way to um like put it down sure um and he was like but the thing that most people don't understand is like if that show had played out black stereotypes in an episode, right. that show would be pulled off the air so sure, quickly because sure. the uproar would be huge. Right. But because like playing into a gay stereotype has just become like a funny norm for people, we don't we don't do much about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, until we start doing something about it to show that regardless of what minority you're doing this to, it's not okay. Nothing will ever change. Right. And so like it's interesting because I think if she was in a position where like the black stereotypes may have been brought up, mm-hmm. she may have been a, a little bit more uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. I don't even know what Cal, Cal, what is it? Chaldean. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. So I think in her mind, she probably thinks like, well, it's such a, it's, it's such, a, a, such small a small population. Yeah. Nobody's really going to like have yeah. an uproar about this. Yes. Um, completely. Yeah. Completely. But that was the thing is that like, she kept saying it and I kept trying to bring it into a broader sense. Mm-hmm. I was even applying it to her own life being like going back to the example of like, like over caffeinated white bitch. You can say that you're an over caffeinated white bitch. It's funny that you're like, yeah, I like Starbucks. White people do like Starbucks. Like he's kind of right about that, but yeah. it's so rude for him to say that. Exactly, bitch. Like mm-hmm. exactly. Right. You, you can, you can say it about and your like, own people. What is the harm in that? Like that stereotype, you drink Starbucks that's, that's a privilege that, <laughs> to, to like own a fight like privilege. be able to afford a five dollar coffee you every know? day yeah, every yeah. day like it's like you stupid rich bitch and you're like ouch my heart <laughs> we're and not all rich. in her like land rover yeah. and like holds her, her latte out the window 
<laughs> for real so though. Stupid. So stupid. So then I'm having this conversation, and then now it starts getting directed towards me. Uh-huh. Where I'm like, okay, this is my opportunity to enlighten someone. Yeah. I was not even in the mindset of like, let's take this bitch down. Because to me, I'm not here to like change people's minds in the sense of like forcefully mm-hmm. like i will call you out when you're being kind of ridiculous but if you feel validated of what you're saying because you believe it i'm not gonna sit there you know like i don't mind right. having a conversation and like being open to like changing your mind but if you're like shut off and you keep being like da da, i know when to stop right? right so she kept saying this stuff and because she was so boisterous and like loud i I was like, okay, I'm going to keep keep commenting on it so she yeah. shuts the fuck up, you know? And so um, she was like, she's like, Chaldeans are like that. And I guess if that makes it sound like I'm racist, I guess I'm racist. Oh. And I was like, okay, well, there it is. Yeah. I was like, there it is. And she's like, no, I'm a good person. And I was like, I never oh, said God. you're a bad person, but I don't think what you're saying is appropriate. Like, I think you're being very, you're having very so hev- heavy she racial undertones. being a good person with also being able to be racist. Yes. Which is literally the the epitome of what people are saying the MAGA hat has become. Mm. It's like these people want to think that they're good people and that they're voting for someone who can make a difference. Right. But they're wearing MAGA hats and like going around right. as racist. Right. Saying what they want and acting like, the way they want. I think are okay. So like MAGA hats or whatever MAGA, however mm. you say it, are those people bad? Not necessarily they're bad people. They just have probably not a progressive current mindset of what needs to happen in American culture considering we are so diverse right so I'm not I'm not trying to validate what they're saying but again like the message they're they're saying is not appropriate or is it like helpful for anyone's life outside of their own Mm -hmm. or their own type of person you know right and I feel like this is the problem is that because they don't go through those experiences and because everything in their life naturally validates who they are it's hard to kind of like see outside of that right Mm -hmm. So I then get more direct. I'm like, hey, honestly, you're being very offensive. And she's yeah. like, how? And I'm like, well, because you keep saying all these racial undertones and I'm I'm currently being offended. And she's like, I'm not offending you. And I was like, okay, well, first you can't tell me. Is everybody me. listening to this? Not yet. Uh, like there's like, well, everyone kind of like started like pulling their chairs right. away, you know? And I was like, I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. Like I, I am patient enough mm-hmm. in certain situations when I choose to be. And I was like, I'm going to choose to be patient and I'm going to choose to be compassionate because to me – her yelling out for attention at the beginning of the thing honestly triggered i'm like there's something going on in your life that you don't feel validated for because you're screaming for people to look at you Mm -hmm. so i was like let me just give this girl some some sort of attention and the attention she needed was like a dose of reality right so then we're like she keeps going on and on and on i was like and i told her i was like you're honestly being offensive to me she's like how am i offending you and i was like okay well first off you keep saying ghetto this ghetto that about black people and i'm i'm black Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then you keep saying fresh off the boat, this fresh off the boat, that, and I'm Korean. And I think the both of them are, you're like uh, literally saying it to my face Attacking in an offensive way. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, and then now you're saying all this stuff about these Chaldean people that I personally don't know, but I don't judge them just because I don't come right. from that experience. And I think that's really inappropriate. And I was but like, it's almost like she's trying to persuade you to think the way that she does so that she validates herself in that field. girl that was this whole next conversation oh yeah she was just trying to validate what she was saying and like i'm not a bad person but listen yeah 
And I was like, I'm not calling you a bad person. I'm just saying what you're saying is not appropriate. Like, no good person needs to validate that they're not a bad person. I agree. Uh, like, I'm you would never so hear Mother Teresa being like, I swear I'm not a bad person. <laughs> it's like, she lived through that, yeah. you know? Like, she just li- she's just a good person, yeah. or Gandhi, or whoever else you want to use as an example. Yeah. Jesus is not going around being like, you guys, I'm not a bad person, I swear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so all of the above like that's what was so comical about it is like i felt like i was so aware of what was going on Mm -hmm. that i was like there's no reason to be upset because like my emotions are not invested in this yeah and so um so i I say that and she's like see i didn't even know you were black or korean like i don't see color (laughs) come on (laughs) she's like see i'm not racist i don't see color like i didn't know you're black or korean i was like okay let's pause again she just assumed you were another white guy that she was i was like let's pause again that does not relate to each other. I was like, just because you didn't know who I was as an ethnicity doesn't mean you don't see color. Right. Like, and that has not that that's that not argument needs to be tossed out this twenty ninth story Girl, woman that we're sitting on because I, <laughs> I I was called out. I said that I was brought up to not see color, which is not true. First of all, and second of all, when you say that you don't see color, you're almost taking away people's identity. Absolutely, like their experience. See color. Yeah appreciate appreciate the color it. Respect and respect it. the fact yeah. that there's color like don't say like i don't see it because what that says <laughs> is like you're walking with fucking blinders yeah. on and you're ignorant to the fact yeah. that there are different people yeah. around you and like i get what she's trying to say like i'm not racist know, in other she, words yeah, but again but it's such a shitty argument like by you saying all these like buzzwords of not i'm not racist i'm like i'm not a bad person i'm not racist or i'm i don't see color you're, you're ultimately telling me yes you are all the mm-hmm. things that you're trying to convince me that you're not, totally. you know? And so she was like, then she goes into this rhetoric. Oh, it just no. gets worse. She's like someone in her family, either her sister or the husband's sister, something's like, um, my, I'll just say sister-in-law. My sister-in-law is married to a black man or whoever she <laughs> said. And I was like, okay. And she's like, so I can't be racist. And, um, my best friend is half Japanese, half white. So, like, I don't see color. And I was like, okay, well, here's the thing. Because both of them are from that that group, you should know better. Mm-hmm. That's not an excuse for you to say all this shit. Like, right. you should know better then. Mm-hmm. I don't like, like, that's a whole nother conversation where they're like, well, my I have a black friend. So they, they get it. It's like, okay, if you have a black friend, you should love them and respect them enough to know this already, mm-hmm. that you shouldn't be saying this shit. That's like people who wanted to vote against gay marriage, but they were like, but I have a gay best friend. Exactly. That's just my religious exactly. belief. And it's like. No, that's a shitty reason for you to yes. not want somebody to have what you yes. want. Or people throwing around the word faggot and be like, it's okay. Like, I don't have anything mm-hmm. against gay people or, right. like, I have a gay friend. It's like, then again, you should know better. Yeah. Right? Like, what? So, at this point, I was like, this bitch is crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? But I was, like, so calm. And I was like, she said that. And um, I was like, okay, so then you should know better, mm-hmm. right? Like you should know. And she's like, see, I didn't even know my friend was half Japanese until she told me, like, I don't see color. And I was like, again, unrelated, but continue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I kept trying to hone in the fact that I'm like, you don't know every Chaldean to say that. She's like, yes, I do. And I was like, so you've met every single Chaldean in the entire world. She's like, well, in my community, I was like, but again, that's different. I was like, if you want to break it down, like let's use Korean, for example. And I use this, I was like, people who are Korean American who live in Korea, or who are from Korea, who grew up in America, live in Koreatown or whatever, are completely different mm-hmm. than people who live in actual Korea. I was going to say, uh, Americanized versions of anything. Anything is different. It's so different. And so I'm like, so you can't say the Chaldeans you've experienced are right. the whole population of Chaldeans. Mm-hmm. Whether those people from that group agree with what you're saying or not, it does not matter. Right. You cannot say those things because you have never met 
anybody like you haven't met the entire section or the whole group of them and on top of that like now that you have this like negative view you're going to go around reaffirming everything Mm -hmm. that you're saying which just feeds back into that systemic um that systemic like cycle of when you tell somebody that they are something over and over and over and over again, they eventually start to believe it. Totally. So when you don't give them the out or the hope that they can be something different, yeah. they, d- they never fight to be anything no. different, which no. is how racism has systemically worked here because yep. the white man has just always fought for his power telling the black man or you're not the enough. Asian man or oh, the yeah. brown man, like, like you'll never not, be us. Yeah. You're not what I am. Well, and here's the thing. It gets to that point because then now she starts bringing up all this rhetoric of like trying to show that she's not one way or another when I'm like, you don't need to prove anything to me. Like literally you don't need to prove anything to me. And when I was having this conversation with her, I literally consciously was the calmest I've ever been in my life. I was like, okay, you can't say that, you know, like literally I was like, you've never met every Chaldean. So because I knew that if I were to get up in her face and be like, you stupid bitch, like shut the fuck up. She'd be like, Oh my God, this Uh black man just attacked me and was like calling me racist. Exactly. Like he was getting so mad because I was just speaking my mind and now I can't Mm -hmm. speak my mind. And he was, and so I was like, we are not going to have that storyline. Like I'm not even going to go down that route. So she just, she realized that like, and you know, when people are getting crazy and you're not crazy, it makes them go crazier uh-huh. where you're like, they want, they yeah. want that reaction. When you, you tell someone, you know, just calm down. They're like, I am calm. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't say that. I never said calm down. I really was not trying to attack her at yeah. all purposefully when I could have really gone off, but I was just literally questioning the stuff that she was saying and be like, well, why do you think that? Yeah. I was like, and then changing it into an example that would apply to her so that she would understand what we're saying. Nothing, right? And so then she goes into it and she's like, well, black people are racist. And I was like, "Uh, okay. Like literally out of nowhere, she says it. I was like, okay, I'm sure there are some black racist type people if that's what you want to say. When I'm like, you can't be racist and black because racism is based off of like putting... A majority. Yes, exactly. A majority putting down a minority. And I'm like, because black people aren't the majority, then it's not racism on a textbook standpoint. But I get what she's saying where like white people don't like black people just like a black person couldn't like white person. So that's what she's talking about as far as like black people are racist. She's like, like for instance, when Obama was president... Here we go with people didn't black people didn't like him because he was whitewashed and he was educated and spoke well so people didn't like that he was educated First like what's so bad about what's so bad about being educated and speaking well and so i was like okay again let's pause and i'm not even kidding i literally said that every time she's want to say something crazy because she would just ramble on i was like wait let's pause there let's talk about that i was like i don't think that they're mad that he's white or whitewashed or whatever, <clears throat> or however other term you wanted to put it. Because I wasn't saying that that was my viewpoint. So it's like, whatever term you're trying to say he is, I don't think black people are upset with that. So it's like, let's talk about that and let's break that down so you understand where that's coming uh-huh. from. I was like, the thing is, is that black people in America already have it harder based off of the community they come from, right? Where right. they have to work so much harder to get where they want to go. And so when black people try to prosper and still don't get the recognition they deserve, they get upset by that. And so realistically, it's like in order to become successful in America, because it's white rule, you have to become, in essence, white. And through that, what black people are saying is that you speak like a white person, mm-hmm. um, you get an education or whatever co- like um, signifier you want to throw on that, right? But that doesn't mean that that is a white only thing, right. you know? I'm like, I'm a black man and I'm educated and I would never say I'm, I'm a white person. Yeah. And she's like, well, you're whitewashed. And I was like, 
again, you're trying to be offensive, but I'm not offended, so I get what you're saying. And yes, people have told me I'm whitewashed, Uh but I don't see myself as a white person. I will never be a white person. So that is really irrelevant. But let's talk about that. Because I was like, in order to see, like, to seem a certain way, to be a credible, because the person who's in charge is white, you have to almost seem like they're, you're from that community for them to feel comfortable enough to give you a chance. Mm-hmm. So what Obama's doing, realistically, is some, somewhat buying into that idea, right? And so now black people feel like, why do you have to throw your whole identity away to become part of something better? Right. You know what I mean? And I think the problem is that people fear that they're being left behind or whatever reason they feel that way when it comes to those those terms towards their own race of like, you're whitewashed, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that like what Obama did that's great is like he got to the point he did so that he could have that, um, that opportunity to help his community. So yeah. like, I think in essence, it was what black people wanted. But when you first see it, you're like, oh, he's just some Ivy League motherfucker who's going to like go in and be a white person and like buy into their mm-hmm. their ideas and da, 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 which didn't necessarily happen. Right. But I was like, so when you talk about whitewash, I think what you're saying is that like black people hate that he's like acting white, but that's not the case. She's like, so after all of that, she's like, well, what's so bad about being educated? Like, why don't black people want to be educated? And I was like, okay, again, let's pause. And I kept literally, I was like, let's pause. Black people are educated. And I was like, just because they don't speak articulately in your terms or the way you think they should speak doesn't mean they're uneducated. In essence, you're saying if you don't speak well, that they're ghetto. But I was like, and these are your words. I'm not mine. I've, met black people who have gone to college who are um educated but still speak more linguistically in terms of your words ghetto Mm -hmm. you know and i'm like and they're not ghetto Uh so it doesn't matter but because speaking well is a signifier of white that's why you're saying it's whitewashed when Mm -hmm. i don't see it like that but you are putting those terms out there and again perpetuating that idea of like separateness where you can't do both Mm -hmm. you know and she she just completely missed the missed the mark and I was like, because here's the thing. Let's go back in history. Whoever wins the war sets the standard. Mm-hmm. So I was like, just like in Mexico, the Spain invaded Mexico. That's why they speak Spanish. Just like Britain um, invaded America, which is why we speak English. Mm-hmm. So when English is now the standard through history, the white way is the right way. Right? Right. And that's why we're at the point now where people feel like they're leaving their culture to become it. And she's like, well, this is America. Like, you need to assimilate to the culture. You need to be a part of it. Like, if you want to be – like, I would never – is the white culture is what exactly. she's Exactly. You need to be white is what yeah. she's saying. And I was like, okay, let's talk about that too. There's a difference. I was like, if you're coming to America as an immigrant to make better for yourself, I can see why you would say you need to assimilate to the culture, right? Right. Because, like, if I were to go to Japan to get a job and do better, I'm not going to be like, you need to speak English to me. You need to do that. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, I came Even though they do, by the way. Exactly. Even though they do. um, But I would never go over there thinking they need to become my culture for me to gather the success from their culture, you know? Right. but I was like, but regardless, black people weren't here willingly. Mm-hmm. And so if you're forced to become something, like think about if, and I was like, for instance, if America went under, 
we got hit by a war, our people, our culture got taken over by some other, let's say China, right? And then now you're forced to speak Chinese because they're like, no, we're doing away with American culture. Uh-huh. You would push back. Uh-huh. There would be sub like sections of you as an American trying to keep your American culture. You would push back. So you would not assimilate to Chinese culture because through history, you were forced to do that. Just like with black people, right. you they were forced to be here. At this point now, yes, you're, ch- you're we're ch- you know, times have changed. Things have happened to where we can uh, be uh, afforded the same opportunities and blah, 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 blah. But like history historically speaking those those feelings get passed down from generation to generation where you can't trust it and mind you when we talk about history it's not like thousands of years ago right. it literally is 50 60 years ago where these people who have experienced this um, oppression are still alive today and the people who put this oppression on those groups of people are still alive today Which clearly is like, when you bring up history it's I was kind of hit with like a a reality that I hadn't really thought of before, Mm -hmm. which I mentioned before we started recording that Bernard has been posting a lot about black history month and, um, Bernard being one of your good friends who is African American, just as a reference for the listeners. Um, And something that he was talking about was, um, kind of going back to that, like systemic cycle Mm -hmm. of when you tell somebody that they are something over and over and over again. Yeah. But what he was saying was he was referencing, um, growing up, learning about, his history completely and he's like, when i learned about my history in school it was always in a textbook as um black people were brought over, brought over here from uh-huh. africa as slaves uh-huh. they were still slaves when they were here and then when they were finally released as slaves they were given nothing 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 yeah and so that starting point of being forced into this life and then being left with nothing to start quote unquote a life of their own yeah He's like, of course I checked out in history because you're not telling me anything good about uh-huh. my about my uh-huh. background, my culture, my history. Uh-huh. There's no positive recognition that I have with that. Right. And so he's like, so yeah, it is difficult for me to feel the need to like appropriate white people's behaviors because they've had a life of being of being um, or not appropriate for me to uh, buy into it, acknowledge yeah. or. Yeah, or, like, appreciate white people's right. behaviors because he's, like, mine was never appreciated. Right. It was always talked about, but it was always talked about in in the sense of, like, you were this. Right. But, like, what – that right. doesn't – you know what I mean? Like, No, I get it. That's from the same experience as me. I had never thought about it yeah. like that, though. And and that's, that's the thing is that, like, when you – when everyone has the same educational basis, like again, whoever wins the war sets the standard. Mm-hmm. And because that was the way we history panned out, that's the way you're never going to talk about your own people as bad. Right. Just like she was like, I'm not a bad person. You, you, you truly don't think so. Cause you're doing what's best in that war to think of what you're most prosperously doing for mm-hmm. the future. And so, yeah, like I growing up, never really learned about black anything other than if it was like revolved around slavery, segregation, Mm -hmm. you know, it was always like oppressive, oppressive news until like college realistically, when you could take like um, black African-American studies or whatever. And then that's when you realize there's so many flourishing thoughts and people Mm -hmm. and inspirations and totally mm-hmm. you like hear about those people in grade school but it's like rosa parks she sat on that bus mm-hmm. like you know and then it applies to it, i mean and it, i'm glad that it, like they broaden it to everyone so everyone can get something from the story but it's like you gotta stick to your laurels you know right. <laughs> rather than being like it's not acknowledging the fact that she was a black 
Like, exactly. Yeah. Like the the real history behind mm-hmm. it. Um, and I think it's clearly like, I mean, I'm not in grade school, so I don't know how they're teaching it anymore, but I feel like it seems to be going more in like an open sense and like, but someone even just posted from a current grade school textbook showing, um, the pilgrims and the Indians peacefully sharing and breaking (laughs) bread together, like on Thanksgiving dinner. Right. And it's like, what? Yeah. No, you came over here and slaughtered, 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 raped, slaughtered. Like it's so, it's so (laughs) as your friend would call it whitewashed. Completely. Which also, by the way, if she's acknowledging that something is whitewashed, that bitch sees race. I'm telling you, this was a very contradictive conversation as general. When she fucking said, I don't see color, yet then talked about how there's a black person in her family, there's an half Asian friend. Like, I'm like, nah, girl, you see color. Uh And I'm glad that you can use two resources, literally just two resources, to write a whole thesis on racism. (laughs) Because, bitch, no. (laughs) So So then we start getting into privilege. Right? Oh, no. And she's like, well, you're whitewashed. Like, you know, all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't consider myself whitewashed, but I see what you're saying. And I get what you're trying to say is that I'm educated or seem educated because you don't know my background. And I speak articulately. But again, you don't know my background. So you don't know what you're speaking on. But I get what you're saying. And I was like, and with that said, I know I am privileged in that realm. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that's what I don't get is like, I don't get why black people want to be stuck in these situations. Like, I don't understand why they just don't be better. Like, they're being lazy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's pause again. So before we even get into this, I know what you're you're trying to say. I was like, everyone should, you know, work hard to get what they want, blah, 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 blah. I think that is true. Uh-huh. I think that everyone is open to the same possibilities. But let's be very clear here. Not everyone is at the same starting line. Right. Not every single person has an equal opportunity to those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And you, when you are of a certain group, and I don't even mean like ethnicity, but like socioeconomic background or um, lifestyle or anything, I was like orientation, you know, sexual orientation. You come from a different starting point than someone who isn't those or less unfortunate than right. you, less privileged, you know, uh, or more privileged, excuse me. Um, cause I was like, yes, like black people have those opportunities, but they have to work that much harder to mm-hmm. get there. And she's like, that's not true. And I was like, yes, it is. And she's like, well, can't they just, um, like look at examples and like get inspired by that? Like, why do they need to be told what to do? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, like Michael Jordan, he did it. And I was like, again, Michael Jordan's one person mm-hmm. and that's an anomaly. Okay. And two, if you want to use Michael Jordan as an example, it's a great example, which is why so many kids in mm-hmm. inner city or people who come from no money go into sports to, go sports to get yeah. out of their neighborhood. But also like when you say like their neighborhood, you're, you're talking about neighborhoods that are underfunded and yes. and not appreciated yes. or given enough of a chance. No spotlight. Which means that in terms of education, they're also not being funded and given the yes. chance that yes. the, the better yes. communities, if you will, yeah. are. Yeah. And so like that, that's that starting point yeah. that you're coming from. Yeah. It's, it's such a, uh, it's, it's such a starting line of inequality. Inequality. And, and, and she was like, well, don't they have the internet? Like, can't they, everyone, can't they just look up like examples? I was like, again, on all their Mac computers. The, that exactly. They I was like, you're speaking from privilege. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm not trying to offend you, but you are because honestly, not everyone can get the internet. 
like, yes, smartphones are very common for, like, us as adults. But as kids, as people who are trying to feed their kids, the last thing they're thinking is, I need to get my son a smartphone mm-hmm. so that he can look up the internet. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, and on top of that, a lot of schools don't have the facility to do that. Uh-huh. And I was like, and when you're, when you're, um, um, when your day-to-day after school is to find something to eat, mm-hmm. to, um, like literally take care of yourself because your parents are working multiple jobs or you only have one parent or one person's in jail or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's drugs, there's violence, there's gangs. I highly doubt you're thinking, I need to look up inspiration mm-hmm. to like be better. Yeah. Right? I was like, so here's the thing. You're trying to survive. Yeah, I was like, so let me give you some insight as well. I was like, when you come from a community of distraught where all they see is the only people getting out are through sports or um, if you're, if the only way to make money is not through education but through selling drugs mm-hmm. or gang violence or whatever i was like you're gonna think those are your only possibilities Mm -hmm. and she's like that's not true and i was like it is because that's all they see right and i was like she's like i went to college no one in my family um told me to go to college and i was like okay no one told you to go to college sure but let me ask you this i was like did your parents go to college she's like yeah and i was like so then there you go Mm -hmm. you had examples of what it would be like Mm -hmm. if they went to college because you see your parents i'm sure they are fine doing well i'm i and correct me if i'm wrong and she's like no they're fine i was like okay so let's use that example your parents are doing well you saw oh my parents went to college that's what i should do Mm -hmm. right i was like my parents didn't tell me i needed to go to college but i knew that if i wanted to better myself i had to go to college Mm -hmm. And I was like, but again, I came from a place where I had the tools to see that. Right. But again, I'm not saying everyone had the same tools as me, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, that's so fucking stupid because I went to UCLA and I, because of affirmative action, didn't get support. And I had to work hard to get my degree. <sighs> and I was like, okay, well, first off, UCLA so is a privilege. the blame yeah. on other people. Yes. So this is where I was like, I get your story, girl. You're acting like someone stole something from you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sorry that you might feel... I well, I didn't say it like this because I'm not trying to apologize for her feelings, but I'm like, I'm sorry that your story is that someone else took an opportunity from you. I was like, so with that said, you should understand what it feels like uh-huh. to get an opportunity taken away, mm-hmm. right? It sounds like you can be compassionate towards that. Luckily, you still had the means to get yourself to UCLA. Say, she was still able literally. To go. She's like because think about how hard it was. She's like I used to be the stupid, ugly, fat girl that my parents would always tell me I'm so ugly, I'm so stupid, and I had to get myself together. I had to work hard. I'm like, let me pause again. By me telling someone has a harder story is not trying to devaluate your work mm-hmm. ethic or your hard work. I was right. like, I am sure you had to go through a lot to get to where you're at currently. I but really that's do. Where the empathy should stem exactly, from. but I'm like, but again, I'm not saying that because you went through that, everyone else can be have the same storyline or um, anybody could like do the same thing you're doing or like people are less lazy or more lazy because they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, what you're doing is great as far as like making good for yourself or doing well for yourself, but you shouldn't think that everyone has the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so she kept trying to say how now it became a thing of privilege. And she kept trying to act like um, what I was saying was like not true. And the people just need to get over it and pull their, you know, bootstraps up and work hard. And I'm like, I'm not saying that that's not the storyline either. I agree with you in that, but I also think that the starting line is different Mm -hmm. And she's like, you don't understand because I've been teaching this. And I was, she's like, I have a master's degree in English and blah, blah, And she keeps throwing all these things out, like yeah. these racial terms that she doesn't know affect me, right? And I was like, okay, I'm going to stop you there too. I was like, you don't know this because you haven't asked anything about me. And you keep trying to act like um, I know nothing because I seem younger than you. But let me tell you something. I was like, I have my master's degree in education, okay? So I know exactly what you're talking about. And not only did I learn this in school about all these, like, different inequalities, because obviously as a 
public school teacher, you have to know these things because you have to realize people don't come from the same background. Mm -hmm. But I was like, clearly from the school you come from, it's clear to me that everyone seems to be afforded the same thing, like internet Mm -hmm. or like a place to eat where they don't have to worry about it because you seem blind to all Mm -hmm. of this, okay? And then two, I actually did teach in school, so I know exactly what you're talking about as well. And on top of that, I work in in East LA with people who aren't accustomed to having all these things where literally I've had to take girls home and pick them up from practice because they didn't have parents who supported right. or were there for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to dog on those parents because I'm sure they was there. They were not there for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. They had to work or whatever. It's not because they were being lazy, but because life is much harder for them and they have to do more to have more. Right. Not even have more. They have to do more to have the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They have to do more just to have the same. So it's like, here's the thing. I was like, what you are putting out right now is very dangerous. I think you're taking everything from your privilege and whatever you had in your life and blanketing that statement for everyone's storyline. And I was like, I'm not naive to that. I had struggled too. She's like, you don't know. I was fat and ugly. I was like, okay, well, so let's stop there too. Again, I was fat like, fat because she could afford to eat that much. Thank you. <laughs> so rude. But I was like, I I come from struggle too. I was like, I got kicked out when I was nineteen, and no one at that point was supporting me. I put myself to college, and then I was like, you know what? I want to get my master's degree. I get my master's degree. You know, I paid for all that shit. I mean, my bachelor's, I had help. But regardless, I was like, even with all that said, I'm still privileged. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I don't mean privilege in the sense of money. Right. I was like, I'm privileged in the sense of life experience where someone along the way had told me or guided me into the direction I needed to go, whether that's a friend, whether that is a mentor, whether that is a situation that taught me I am better than this moment and I can do more. I was like, some people don't have those situations, those friends, those mentors. So that is the privilege I'm talking about. They are missing. They don't have those examples because what they need to do to get through their day is way more important than anything that you've experienced or will experience. And I'm not naive to that. So I'm not saying that because you got where you're going because of hard work that everyone should do that. I'm not saying like you didn't work hard. Like you, it was easier for you. I'm not saying all of any of that. I'm like, I'm sure for you, it was very, 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 very difficult. But because of that, you should understand that when someone has less than you, how much more it is difficult for them. And you are being so naive to it. And it is kind of like, upsetting because you are a teacher you've been Mm -hmm. a teacher you should know this right you should know this i shouldn't be teaching you this right Mm -hmm. now or telling you this and so then she's realizing all these things i see things connecting for her right where it was like oh shit you know like you're right and i'm now i wasn't coming from a place of combativeness but i was like coming from a place of like you were wrong so Mm -hmm. i think she felt like she needed to fight right and then now i think she's realizing i come from a place in compassion where it was like, I get it. I've come from the same story. And she didn't know that I was black, didn't know I was Asian, didn't know I got kicked out, didn't know I had all those things, didn't know that I had my master's degree on my own, didn't know that I worked in education, worked in schools, did that. And now that it comes full circle, she realized she's a fucking, like, she was way over speaking Mm -hmm. because she's speaking, telling me all these things like, you don't understand what it's like because you don't come from that or you don't know. And I'm like, actually, girl, I do. And I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) But because she probably assumed I was like 21, 22, Mm -hmm. that I'm just speaking on like a democratic liberal snowflake kind of like (laughs) yeah you know viewpoint which some of those might be true but again like i'm not naive like i'm i i've had life experience but but i'm not saying that my life experiences i'm like i know everything as well like i i see the juxtaposition current views come from somewhere for you it's not just like you were privileged into thinking a certain way it's like you built those views on your own life experiences right exactly where i saw the inequality and i was like let me learn more 
but you know what I mean? Her ass is probably Republican, and that was privileged. She was not her. Republican, because oh. here's the kicker. What? When we first sat down at dinner, she puts up her menu to our crew, and she's like, hey, that's your first officer tomorrow. Don't talk politics with him, because he wants the wall to be built. He's super Republican and conservative. What? And we were like... I literally was like, okay, why? I don't know why you're telling me this. And she's like, well, I think it's just ridiculous. Like, his views are so backwards. Whether I agree or not, that's not my decision to decide. Because just as much as I might think I'm right, he thinks he's right, too. And I can't fault him for that. So I was like, okay. Like, in my head, I was like, why is she telling me this? I just want to denote he's not right, though. But here's the thing. (laughs) I was like, I get what you're trying to say. And I'm not saying I sit here and agree with his viewpoints. But I also... And like humanizing him where I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're a human. We're on this human experience. You can build your reality based on the experiences you have. Grant, I didn't say all that, yeah, but yeah. you know, I know that. And so I was like, okay, cool. And she's like, I think he's racist. And I was like, okay. And then she assumed I was gay in those few <laughs> seconds. So she's like, and I bet you he doesn't like gay or trans people. Of course, and I was yeah. like, okay, well, I mean, he hasn't said that to me, so I don't know that, but I appreciate your insight. Thanks. And so then all of that happened. And, um, is that housekeeping? Yeah, but I don't think it's on your door. I don't think it is because I have a thing on. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So she says all that. And then I'm just going to end it here because it is like on a long plethora of <laughs> verbiage. But she's like, okay. So now – and she starts crying oh, at God. this point. Yeah, and I'm literally just so calm. Uh-huh. And mind you, two other crew members like at joined in onto the conversation within this. And then – one of them was, like, about my age, and she's, like, talking about privilege. And she's, like, have you ever heard of redlining, like, where they cut school communities off so that certain sex stay together and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that? And she was, like, trying to, like, voice her opinion to, in support of what I was saying. And within five minutes, she's, like, ew. She literally, she's, like, ew, got up, got her seat, literally moved away. Like, was sitting next to her the whole time, and then when she finally figured out what she was talking about, she completely moved away. And then another lady was, like, why are you guys talking about this? And I was, like like my crew member she's like it's supposed to be fun stop being so serious and i was like hey it's okay i was like i think this is actually a healthy conversation yeah. i was like we're good i was like if it becomes too much i for sure will just end the conversation i appreciate what you're trying to do right but i'm good like i can handle this and she's like okay but see i have an issue with that too because that is just the reason why all under the rug and exactly. that's why it still exists which is why i'm like for me this opportunity was was um given to this girl. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this opportunity was a gift for the both of us. One, for me to, like, uh, be patient and learn compassion and also probably a gift for her to understand, like, you need to hear this. Luckily, I'm the one to tell her rather than someone who is aggressive and, like, might do worse. You know what I mean? Um, But at the end of everything, after she realized I was being compassionate, she was like, okay. She starts crying for me, now feeling bad that, like, I got kicked out of my house. And she's like, I didn't didn't know that that happened to you. And I'm like, and I was like, (sighs) I, and I was like, you know, save your tears. I was like, Mm -hmm. you're good. I was like, you don't need to cry for me. That's not your pain to to bear. Right. I was like, so you're good. I was like, I appreciate those words, but there's no reason to cry. I'm fine with it. We're not even talking about that right now. Uh-huh. So then she kept trying to like, you know, make a connection with me. And she's like, you probably think I'm, you probably hate me. You probably hate me. I was like, I don't hate you. I really don't. So there's no reason to say that. Yeah. I was like, I think what you're saying is a little dangerous, mm-hmm. but I also don't hate you. I was right. like, I really don't. And I was like, you, this whole conversation, you were not offending me. You really weren't. I think what you were doing was being offensive, but you were not offending me right oh that's what i meant to say earlier too when i said that she was being offensive and i brought up like all the things she was saying she's like well you're offending me and i was like explain to me how i offended you in this conversation Mm -hmm. because i'm like i will apologize if i really have and she's like 
well, you keep saying I'm racist. And I was like, I never said you're racist. I was like, what you, What I said was you're having racially driven words. Uh-huh. And you said, if that makes me racist, I guess I'm racist. So you actually called yourself racist. I didn't say that. And I said, well, there it is. As in, yes, you brought it to light. I never said that. I don't think I've said one thing offensive to you or about your ethnicity or your sexuality or anything. Uh-huh. But I think you're being very, very um, insensitive right now. Uh-huh. And she was like, I don't know. So then at the end of this, okay, so let me wrap this up. She says, um, she says, what did she say? She was like, um, okay, well, now that I see it, like, I feel like we come from the similar place where, like, we both didn't have privilege in your words and, um, you did better for yourself and I did better for myself, but, like, why do I think the way I do? And I was like, well, I think that's your own journey to go on. I was like, I don't think I can explain that to you, but I will just say from my life experience, because I know how hard I've worked, I know how much it takes to get here. Mm -hmm. And so I am, like, compassionate to the idea that some people... It, it just, I don't see it as a laziness if they're not in the position I am. It's just I don't see that they're equipped with the tools to get to where they're going, whether that is my own mental capacity, right. whether that is, like I said, friends, mentors, parents. I'm like, so I'm not naive to that idea. Like, yes, maybe I, d- like, there's money involved in all that, but also with those tools, I understand where that has helped me in my life and how that doesn't happen in everyone else's life. So I understand that. It's right. just like... Yeah. And then that was it. And that was the end of the conversation. Three hours later. Literally three hours later. Where it started when the sun was up and we were sitting in the dark. And she was like crying to me in the dark at this fucking table. And so then um, the next morning, I'm like so exhausted. I'm like not exhausted in the sense that I wanted to like cry, but exhausted in the sense of like just emotionally. It's like exhausting uh-huh. in the conversation. And so then the next morning, um, I wanted to eat breakfast on the beach by myself so i was and then every crew member came down like five minutes after and each person kept joining the table joining the table and i didn't mind but i was like oh i would rather sit here Just alone be, yeah and every person brought it up like oh my god like last night what happened because they all heard us you know yeah. And the ones that joined the conversation, they were like, I want to commend you because you were being so patient. She's like, if I was in that conversation any longer, I would have punched her in the fucking face. And I was like, it's not my journey to bear. It really is not my journey to bear because I was like, I don't live with those that anger. I don't live with that pain. So mm-hmm. it's not my problem. And I, I feel bad for her. And so then um, – she finally comes down and I literally was about to get up and leave but then she comes down so I'm like fuck now I have to sit here because I don't want her to think that I'm like getting up because Because of her her. and so then she comes down and she's like she grabs me she's like I am so sorry for last night I totally put my foot in my mouth I was like you're good it's not a big deal I was like we we I'm not like I was like honestly I have no feelings towards it you're you're good and she's like no seriously like and she kept trying to like get in like at a like you know like a more of an emotion to be like you're fine because i think she really was sitting hard with it and i think because i wasn't yelling at her she was like feeling Mm -hmm. a certain way about it and i was like girl i promise you you're good and she's like oh oh my god like you know and i was like you're fine you're fine you're fine i was like just go get breakfast and then she did and then she kept trying to like connect with me and like say more things and i was like i'm gonna go to the gym you guys have a good um breakfast and like thanks for last night and I was like, we'll just, I'll see you guys around, you know, like have a good mm-hmm. flight back to where we we're going. And then that was the end of it. But I was like, oh my God. So now we're at an hour of an episode. I know. <laughs> I know we wanted to talk way more about that. I told you it was going to be literally a long story long. Like it's a long story because there was just so much to unpack. But I feel like 
Do you want to, real quick before you go, do you want to make this a two-part episode? We can. Because I think that that's fine. Like, we can switch the format and make it a two-part episode. Because I really do want to talk about race in, like, uh, in words outside of this uh-huh. this story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but continue. You were saying. No, I was going to say, I just feel like this is a good general metaphor of where we're at. Totally. Like, I think because we had Obama as president for eight years, people like to assume that we came a lot, that we have come a lot further than we have. Well, that's, that's the whole rhetoric of like, I have a black friend where it's like, uh-huh. how can we be racist? We had a black president, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah, but like 50% America didn't vote for that black president. Right. You know, there's right. still a lot out there. Uh-huh. And right now, like we just recently had an attack on Jesse Smollett in Chicago. Yes. That was very racially charged that half of the country wants to believe didn't ever happen. Right. And says, well, I don't, I don't think I believe that until right. there's proof. Right. Why not just believe a person when they're coming out with something like that? Right. You know, but that comes from a place of thinking like he's just looking for the the, the racial attention right. of everything else that's right. happening right now. Right. You know, and so I my point is, as a white man, I just think white people like to think that they've made more of an effort to be aware or woke, if you sure. will, in terms of of racism. You know, but like. Like I said earlier, I didn't even realize until Bernard made that point about history. I don't think you up. talked about it. Oh, oh, that that point. Yeah, okay, where, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I never realized, even as an adult, that, that all the history I learned about was like your white history, American history. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and everything that I came from was was voluntary. Right. It wasn't from a history of learning like right. we were forced over. Right, here, right, right, right. You know, and like. Right how deeply rooted that is in people's beliefs. And so like me as a person who likes to think of myself a little more progressive than mm-hmm. say like someone like this woman, mm-hmm. I still realize that like, there's so much that I don't understand, but, which is why I wanted to talk about this because right. there's a lot. And I think one of the other issues is trying to learn about this, this sort of topic without offending people at the sure. same time. I don't think it would be offensive because you're coming from a place of understanding. And I think the way you might speak about it is from your own experience. So yeah, that might come offensively in the moment because you're, you're speaking from like a place of what you've learned. But Mm -hmm. then once you clarify and like acknowledge, Oh, I didn't mean it that way or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think it's completely healthy. Yeah. 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 So we can do two parts. Yeah. Let's do two parts. Um, uh, Yeah. Let's, yeah, (laughs) let's do two parts, but let's kind of wrap up this. Um, this episode um because yeah we're at an hour and i think we're this is this is good where it needs point. to end for yeah. now yeah so um do you want to end with an end season we'll be real quick with it uh yeah go ahead okay uh my end season is uh metamucil fiber mix <laughs> really yeah is did that, i say this already it, no but that thickens yeah, a lot, like, doesn't it when well you it? well it like it's like in water and it like you mix it yeah. And Doesn't that um, solution thicken? It does. You have to drink it quick. Yeah. yeah. But I only say I, I like it because it keeps <laughs> me regular, but it also just like, like metaphorically gets all the shit out of my life. <laughs> so I think this is a perfect episode to just blast that fiber through this body and cleanse my soul. Okay. What's your end season? Um, oh, I had one coming over here. Um, uh, oh, um, I've been going through old music recently mm-hmm. and I'm, I think that um, music evokes a lot of emotion for yeah. me, and so in a place which we'll touch on later, in a different episode, um, I'm in a place where I'm feeling a lot of emotions, okay. and 
I'm just going through like old music and it's kind of nice to like reminisce on music that you haven't thought about in sure. a long time. Um, it's funny because like, music, when you hear it, like you know exactly what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. it yeah, it, it just brings up so much. So I would say like go through your, your libraries and like go through the old stuff. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully this was an interesting episode. Um, again, always write in to us. We'd love to have this conversation open with the rest of everyone else, especially with Brace, because I think this is such a good topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. And um, is there anything you wanted to add, Shane? Nope. No. Okay. So then um, we'll catch you on the next episode when we actually dissect um, our viewpoints and stuff like that and carry this conversation on. So we'll see you guys on part two. Part two. Bye, guys.